In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christos Enesti. Christ is risen. This is the third week of this holy period of the 50 days wherein we are celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as is our tradition, we've come to that gospel of the Samaritan woman, which, yes, we did hear a couple of weeks ago, halfway into the, the great fast of the Holy uh, Lent. Uh, we heard this gospel in its entirety, and we hear it again at this point in time. There is so much to meditate on this gospel that we will hear it for the rest of our lives twice a year, if not more, from our own reading and we will be able to learn something new and to be able to uh, deepen our understanding of Christ. I think I shared with you last time something new that I had heard. Uh, this is always, I've always known that this gospel relates to the Samaritan woman as the bride of Christ. And when Christ says to him, to her, go call your husband, she says, I've had, I have no husband. And Christ says to her, you've had five and the one that you're now with is not your husband, which makes Christ number seven, the perfect husband, um, the perfect uh, bridegroom for all of us. In today's gospel, I want, to ask, I want us to ask a question, and I want us to take this question very seriously. How do we speak to others about Christ? How do we speak to others about Christ. And if we paid attention to the readings today, and if you pay attention to what the Samaritans did, you will see that there are, there's a lot there for us to think about. What do you think the first thing is for us in order that we can be able to talk about Christ to others? What's the first thing that has to happen? Think about it. If you have an answer in our bold, say it. Okay, love. The experience we have experience our work. our work so uh, all of those are part of it definitely but probably the experience is the most important the encounter the encounter how do we have an encounter with Christ that's so memorable so uh, deep in our lives that we can then go and be able to speak to others about Christ we have to create opportunities. We have to create opportunities. If there is a guy, we'll just talk about worldly things. If there is a guy that likes a girl and wants to get to know that girl, he's going to try and make sure that he's in the same place where she is. And I'm sure many of you probably have funny stories about guys who are trying to meet, hopefully, the, the, the love of their lives. And they want to find out all the information they can so that encounter with that woman will be memorable so that there will be something that will be established so that maybe there will be a relationship that will lead to something that is known as holy matrimony. In this, we just can imagine, right? We have to create those same opportunities with Christ. We have to create opportunities with Christ. When, when Abuna says, or when your spiritual father says, read your Bible, what is he saying? What, is that, what does that mean? He's saying create an encounter with this individual. You're going to love this individual. Christ, of course. You're going to fall in love with this person. This is going to be something that will have an effect on you for the rest of your life. So read your Bible. Right? We think read your Bible, it's like um, 
just a duty, some something I have to do so God doesn't get mad at me, so that my day is blessed, so that I have some way to figure out this problem or this issue. But when we come to Christ Himself through these encounters, we come to know and believe that He is the one who loves us deeply and the one to whom we've been longing for in our lives. Every one of us, whether you believe it or not, here, outside, everyone is looking for God. Everyone is looking for God. Everyone is searching for Him. Some people are looking for Him but don't know anything about God. So they think, maybe, maybe I'll find satisfaction, happiness from drugs. Maybe I'll find it from relationships with other people. Maybe I have to have experiences hike the highest mountain or dive to the deepest depths of the ocean, maybe that will bring me happiness and fulfillment. And in the end, it's just like, you know, forgive me, it's just like eating a cheeseburger. You know, yeah, you enjoy it for a little bit, but then, it, you know, you flush it down the toilet a couple hours later. That's how it goes. And that's the experiences of life. And forgive me for being crass, but that's what life is. But God is not like that. He says, he who comes to me will never hunger. This is what we had last week. And he who comes to me will never thirst. That means he's going to satisfy us completely, fully, 100%. How can we speak to others about Christ? We need to have that encounter with him. And it's our responsibility to create that opportunity. Come to church. Come to church early. Listen to the readings. Uh, read your Bible. Pray. Read about others who have encountered Christ. Why do we talk about reading about the lives of the saints? Because they have encountered Christ. And even in the Old Testament it says, meditate on the, uh, uh, of old, on the people of old. Meditate on all of them that followed God. Were any of them disappointed? Were any of them let down because they lived their life following God? No one. And this is what we get from the stories of the saints. Those who had an encounter like St. Mary of Egypt. Forget about what she did. The encounter led her, led her to live 40 years plus in the desert. One of my favorite saints, St. Gregory the Armenian. St. Gregory the Armenian. What I love about St. Gregory the Armenian is that he was in Armenia and the pagan emperor threw him in a, in a, in a well. Like you know the story. And he lived in this well anywhere from 9 to 15 years depending on what story you read. But he was in there for a really long time. In this well by himself. And an old woman found a, had a dream that so she threw down a loaf and he was sustained like this for many years. And then the emperor's daughter needed healing. So he, he had a dream about Gregory, pulls Gregory out of, the, out of the well, which he threw him in initially several years ago. Takes St. Gregory. Gregory. St. Gregory heals his daughter. The emperor takes him around all of Armenia to preach to all of Armenia about Christ. He converts all of Armenia, Armenia becomes the first Christian country in the world. And then after he's done, he says, I want to go back to my life of solitude. Right? You would think being in the well for nine years, not seeing or hearing or talking to anybody, he would say, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm bored. I want to start seeing people talk. But he found in that solitude, he found the depth of love that he had or that he discovered in Christ. So it says at the end, after he preached to all of Armenia, he left. He walked into the wilderness, nobody knows, knows where he went. He was probably, he probably died there and was buried by some nomads. They don't even know where his body is. But you see that the, the end of his life, how he just went to be alone? It's amazing that he had found something so precious 
that he just wanted to experience that on his own, by himself. We read the lives of the saints, we read our Bibles, we spend time in prayer. I got to the age of 40 some time ago, and uh, at the age of 40, everything is different. You've got to watch what you eat, you've got to exercise more, you've got to you know, pay attention to all these things. In your, you've got to follow these instructions at the, somehow 40 is that magic number. When I think about all the instructions I receive, and I do, in terms of my eating and trying to keep my weight down and trying to be in shape, all of that is important for my physical life. But all the instructions I receive about my spiritual life, we say, when we have time, when, when I get around to it, if, if at the end of the day I give God the leftovers of my day, how deep is my relationship going to be with Him? If I give my spouse at the end of the day just whatever time I have left over, how deep is my relationship going to be with my spouse? If I give my children the, 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 the remnant of my day, just the few minutes that I have at the end of the day, how deep is my relationship going to be with my children? If I give it to my parents, my friends, how many friends am I going to have? Right? We do this in our physical life and we know how to, to, to um, you know, keep up with our relationships in life, but we have to do the same with, with God. One of the Orthodox writers, he said, God, he said, you, if you can't force, forgive again, this, it's not me, I'm quoting him. If you can't force a dog to be your friend, right? Why do you think you can force the almighty creator of all the world to be your friend? You can't force him. Why, why am I saying this? You have to spend time with him. You have to be in his presence. You have to allow him time to speak to you. And I want to couple what I'm saying because we're trying to answer that question, how do I speak to others about Christ? It has to come with that, that love that I have for Him. That we go out into the streets like the woman in Song of Songs and say, have you seen the one I love? Have you seen the one I love? And we're asking others the same, but with a different approach. Have you ever met this person that I love dearly? It comes from our experience. But it also comes from putting away our past lives. Today's Pauline epistle, taken from Colossians chapter 3, 1 to 17. It was probably, stay awake, we're, we're, it's not, it's, I'm almost done. This part of the Bible, this, this one chapter, 17 verses. Colossians chapter what? Three verses. Colossians 3, 1, 2, Colossians 3, 1 to 17, right? This is a baptismal homily. We just had a baptism today. We celebrate a baptism. We need a baptism every week, so we have more people filling our, our seats. Uh, we have, this is given by St. Paul. And listen to it. Imagine, you as an adult have just been baptized. Now listen to these words with that idea. He says, if then you have been raised with Christ, because we were raised in our baptism, if then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, you died in your baptismal font. You died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with Him. And now he's telling those who are newly baptized and speaking to us as well. Put to death everything that is earthly. 
immorality, impurity, passion, desire, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. He says a little bit later, put away anger, wrath, malice, slander, and foul talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you've put off the old man uh, and put on the new one. All of those things, those belong to our old life. Now the new life. Put on them, like we've put on the baptismal garment. Put on them then. Put on, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, put on compassion. Kindness, lowliness, <clears throat> meekness, patience. How many of us taken this list and tried to apply it in our lives? How many of us have, have taken this and used this as a way to examine your life or our lives? How many have you have spent this time? Because if you haven't spent time examining your life, then don't speak to others about Christ. Don't. Speak to, uh, don't even speak to your children about Christ. I, I'm, I'm not being facetious, I'm not exaggerating. Don't speak to anybody about Christ. If you have not done this, then they will never see Christ in your words. Because Christ is not knowledge. Christ is not about having an idea about salvation. Christ is about a relationship, about an experience. If they see that you've been touched by your experience with Christ, they will be touched. It's the heart speaking to the heart, not the words, not the mind. And St. John Chrysostom, in his commentaries, he's always, towards the end, especially in his commentaries on St. John, he's always saying, you can have the soundest doctrine, you can understand the deepest theology, but if it doesn't reflect in your actions, it's worthless. It's worthless. And we know in, John, in Matthew chapter 25 that it says, when the Son of Man will come, He will come and He will... He will put the, the sheep on the right and the goats on the left and He'll say, Come to me, you blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom of God because you... When, when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. Right? It doesn't say you knew the theology of the Coptic Orthodox Church perfectly. You could say the creed. You were the first one in church. You were the last one in church. It doesn't. It's about our actions. It's about what we do. It's what we take with our theology and translate it in, into our lives. If we are compassionate, we will be like God. And if we are like God, people will see God in us. He says in three places, he says, put on Christ, put on all of these virtues. He says, forgive one another. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. He's not saying, do your best. He's saying, as Christ did for you, which is complete and perfect, you also do the same. And then he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. And then finally, probably the most important, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of God, of Christ dwell in you richly. How can the word of God dwell in me, the word of Christ dwell in me, if I never give myself opportunity to study to read. I hope that you leave with this priority in mind that I have to spend more time reading the Bible. Where am I going to make time for this? We have plenty of time. If anybody turns on the TV for five minutes of the day, you have time. Right? I know that 
you know, uh, there are things that I wish I could spend time enjoying on TV or uh, other books that I wish I could read or places I wish I can go, but I feel like I have no time, right? Comes back to how we prioritize our lives. If it's a priority, you'll do it. But don't say it's a priority, but I can't do it. Because if it's a priority, you'll do it. If it's a priority, you'll make it happen. Is it a priority in your life to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly? Is it a priority in your life to know God more, to have an encounter? Is it a priority in life for you to speak to others about Christ? If it is, then we, we go backwards. Then I have to have those encounters. Then I have to let the word of God dwell in me richly. Then I have to make time and, op and create opportunities for me to spend with God. This Samaritan woman, what did she do? She had a, whatever it was. She came, she had a job to do, which was to take, bring water. She had that water pot. She encounters Christ, she leaves the water pot, and she goes. And she doesn't hold her own Sunday school meeting. She says, look, come and see. Come and see. And this is the motto of the Orthodox Church. Just come and see. You will see. Come with your mind open and you will see. Come and see. And then they say to her, first they, they come and they listen. And then they themselves, they urge Christ to stay longer. So they want that encounter. They're looking for that experience. Then it says that others believed in addition to those who asked them to say, others believed. And in the end they say, we've come to know and believe that this is the Christ, the Savior of the world, because this woman had an encounter and wanted to speak to others about what she experienced. Is, is the gospel for those people back then and not for us? Is the power of the Holy Spirit something that worked in the 4th century but doesn't work today? Are we living in a country that is immune to being able to hear about the Word of God? Or are we not doing our part? <coughs> are we not doing our part? Let us approach this gospel, approach this season openly and honestly. Let us spend more time with God. Let us work towards having that encounter with Christ here in these moments, in the moments of the day that we can spare to give Him, whether it's in our car, uh, whether it's while we're brushing our teeth, while we're doing the making food for the family, cleaning up the dishes afterwards, let's take advantage of these moments to have those encounters with Christ so that He can be deeply uh, connected and united with our lives so that we can be able to speak about Him not only through our words but especially through the virtues that we carry now as baptized Christians, the virtues of meekness and lowliness and patience and forbearance and compassion and kindness and forgiveness so that Christ can be glorified in those around us to the glory of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit now and ever in the age of religious. Amen. Amen.